Okay, good evening. It is December 7th. It's Friday, December 7th, 11.30 uh, p.m. We're starting a little late tonight, but um, we are starting, and that is a good thing. Um, I introduced myself and the purpose of our podcast, which is the Inner Circle podcast named after um, my company, the Inner Circle, which is really an organization and a platform to empower, sustain, uplift, encourage women. And we do that through various seminars and panels and charitable community events. So um, like I said last night, we started with the introduction of this idea of doing this podcast with myself, Kenya Brown. Um, I'm going to go by my sort of nickname, which is KB. So that's KB, but I added EE because I thought that was really cute. Um, and with my co-host, um, Derek McFadden. So you go ahead. And AKA Deadly Corner at Deadly Corner Instagram. Check me out. I have all types of memes. All types of memes. <laughs> and they're very funny. He's very... It's hilarious. I'm so, off the hook. Um, I should have more fucking followers too. So, But um, we obviously have two very different styles. But that's mm-hmm. what it is. So our podcast is really going to be based around uh, current events politics entertainment sports entertainment which of course um deadly corner is going to bring more than i do but i do have uh you want to say something no because i'm I'm not going to talk about sports because um i don't think that you know about sports i (laughs) i do know about sports no you don't yes i do and um i've learned a lot more about sports over time with you so well it doesn't necessarily have to be about sports but who's the best football team in the the whole wide world well i'm trained to say the jets but that's that's not what i believe see that's the problem but but um it is the jets ladies and gentlemen okay but more so sports entertainment so if there's something you know Fortunately, today, um, sports or athletes are not just relegated to, well, they never really have been, actually. They've always had a little bit more, they've always had a voice, and we can think back to the Muhammad Ali's of the world. So there are things that go on in politics and current events that athletes um, are part of, and those are some of the things we'll discuss. So uh, current events. I'm not discussing sports. Okay. Current events, politics, entertainment. Um, you guys heard him say he's not going to discuss it. So if it comes because up, you can hold him. To, well, I'm not, we're not going to just, I'm not, if you would let me say, I'm not just saying sports per se, but there are things that athletes get involved in that are political or that are part of the, the global and domestic climate or that have to do with current events. So like right. the LeBron shut up and dribble, so to speak, that may be a discussion. Okay. It may um, be. all right. Um, and these things, most of the things we want to talk well, about. What team did LeBron play for? He's in California now. I do know that. He's California? At, he's at the Lakers. California yeah. Lakers? <laughs> the Los Angeles oh. Lakers, okay? All right, so. Um, California. So we want to. Um, yeah, so some of these discussions, or, and obviously, as you just saw, debates um, will be informative and hopefully educating. Um, 
And of course, with a sprinkle of humor, because that's what we bring. That's what Deadly Corner brings. And then that's also what maybe people don't know about me, but that's also what I bring. I love to laugh and I find humor in a lot of things and everything, really. Especially so, memes. And memes are funny. Memes um, is the shit. So we want to start tonight with something a little bit more serious. And as some of you may know, uh, there was a time, uh, last summer. Oh no, actually this, this summer that just passed, the summer went by so fast. Mm -hmm. This last August, uh, there was an incident at a nail salon in Flatbush. I think that's East Flatbush, Brooklyn, where some young ladies and their grandmother went into a nail salon that we recently found out that they've been frequenting upwards of 10 years to get some services done for one of the young ladies' 21st birthday. So that was actually on her 21st birthday. And they got all they got their nails, they got their feet, they got their eyebrows done, and one of them did not like the way her eyebrows came out because basically they pretty much took her whole eyebrow off. They just the person doing the eyebrows made the mistake and took her whole eyebrow off. And that just turned into a huge brawl when a they were huge d- brawl over five dollars y'all right when they were uh just saying they weren't going to pay for it the workers the owner mm-hmm. people it just got really out of hand people got really irate if you haven't seen that video it's been floating all over social media i think it has 50 million views at this point um and they basically beat them with broomsticks the the, the male owner uh-huh. held the, the one of the women i think till she passed out yeah. they sprayed acetone on them now you guys just to stress it's oh what's acetone again that's the it's a, it's a chemical. It's a harmful chemical. It's a harsh chemical that you use to remove nail polish. So if you put acetone on certain things, it can burn right through it. So they squirted it in their faces. Like it was just really they jumped them in that place. They right. Jumped them. Right. Um, and th- depending upon your skew of the video, you may have a different perspective, but that is what happened. And so when I saw that, I obviously got very, uh, just like besides myself. And I no, felt yeah. like something needed to be done about that because we can't allow, um, that type of abuse in our communities from anyone, especially no, yeah. amongst our children and our elderly. So, um, I'm only doing that because I have to keep opening it up. Right. Right. So, as a result, there was a huge protest. Mm -hmm. And the shop... I was there. Right. We were there. I was there. And the shop got shut down. And, and, you know, we had to be there for a few days. I mean, for for, for the community members, Mm -hmm. meaning like the community politicians... And the actual owners of the shop to take us serious. Right. We had to be there for a few days. The collective. It was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And so they got shut down. And they were shut down for about four months. From August, September, October, November. So now we're at the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And so the owner decided that, that, right, that he was going to open the shop back up. And so now, again... This young lady, Jade Arundel, she is a um, county committee, like a Kings County committee uh, community member mm-hmm. um, who is very much 
active uh, she's a she's a young activist and she took the charge of going back out there and she's been going back out there since last Thursday to protest and ensure that he closes his doors and he closes his doors permanently um but this Michael, who is the owner, he's been going out there every single day and opening back up. So it's been, um, that protest is ongoing. So the point of us bringing that up is just to discuss merchants that come in the African-American community Mm. and feel that they have a place to continue to receive our dollars while not giving us a certain level of respect or even any kind of investment into the community in which they're making, I mean, what the one of the accountants determined, and I think Michael even told a news station. Who's Michael? That's the owner of this of the shop. Mm-hmm. He makes seven hundred and forty-four thousand dollars every four months. Off your black ass. So, um, that was something we wanted to discuss. Just the idea of these merchants who are able to come into our communities and not invest in our communities go to the level of being violent with with violent with um some of the patrons and still able to operate in our communities yeah but the the question that i would like to ask is um what what makes what makes them think that they can actually open up that shop with you know like what like Michael? What's his, what's what's the owner name again? Michael? Michael Lynn. Michael Lynn. Mr. Lynn. What makes you think that you can open up this nail salon after you just got finished, or or, or after you just got finished whooping a whole family's ass? Well, he didn't do that. He held down one of the um. He held down one of it, the women, and it was a bunch of Chinese people. I mean, look in that shop. The 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 video that I've seen in that shop, I think I seen like fifty Chinese people up in there. It was fifty it against. 50. It, yes, it was. It wasn't Kenya. 50. It was like it was, ten. It was fifty. Ten against like four. It was fifty against four. No, that's what it was. It was that's the, that's how it looked. It was 50 against well, it was 4. Well, because they had brooms, so that looked, yeah. probably looked like right. extra people. Exactly. It, was, it, it looked 50. like it was 50 against 4, and it looked it like wasn't. they was trying to avenge their father's death. <laughs> that's how all these Chinese... That's how all the Chinese movies is. They always try to defend their father's death, and that's how they was up in there fighting. They, yeah. they pulled out the broomsticks and this, yeah. that, and the third. I mean, it was so many Chinese people up in there that even them Chinese people probably just walk in. Them Chinese people probably in the Chinese restaurant right now serve you food. That's how much of that we don't even know them. We don't even know whether or not they could just be walking down the street. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even know them. You would see them. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, but they haven't. The workers haven't returned to the shop. It's just the but owner. how would He's... you even know what workers return to the shop? They all look alike. Well, no, let's not say that. The I, thing I, is, is look, this, here, that, let's look not here. say. I, that. I understand. No, I, the I, thing I, is that Michael is the only person in the shop. He more than likely the workers were illegals, so we don't know their illegal right now. So you mean to tell me? So not only were they up in there defending their father's death. 
beating people ass with bamboo sticks and and all types of all types of did they have ninja stars in there? <laughs> no, Derek. They just had sticks. They had acetone. No, nah, I could have sworn I, I could have sworn I seen a ninja star. But let's let's keep it to topic. The 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 issue is merchants who feel like you know they can come. Okay, so right now, I, 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 um, let me just ask you: if they open it back up, they mm-hmm. open the store back up, they open the, the salon, the salon, the nail salon back up. What do these people think is going to happen? Well, they're not going to open it back up, and that's the point. So let me just make this point: right now, we're in a very precarious situation. We're in a precarious position. We're actually in a really good position. We're in a position to make a statement and that statement is we cannot say that you cannot do business in our community it would be preferable if we own the majority of the nail salons the food stores the supermarkets the bodegas that would be good because it would just be good for us in terms of economic uh sustainability yeah but um but if you do own a shop in a African American or Caribbean American or Caribbean, Caribbean. community, well, African American communities too. We grew up in Best Eye, and there was and there was every Chinese restaurant, there was every nail salon. So it's not just but they didn't Caribbean. beat your ass with bamboo sticks it, and throw it, ninja stars at you. It's, that's not the point. The point is, is this: they operated there. And and as a result of operating there, we put their kids through through college. We bought them homes. We brought their families over from wherever they were from, and we've helped them establish themselves in this nation and to become wealthy. Because seven, let me let me finish. Seven hundred forty-four thousand dollars every four months. You are a millionaire. Okay, your organization is making millions of dollars uh, in a year. Okay, right. or at least uh, I think it's like two point something million he makes in a year. Wow. Okay, so eating good. So this we have an opportunity right now to change that narrative to take back because people keep saying you know buy back the block and you know we need to buy black and we need to have ownership and so the power and the and and it's no more just about the protesting and the marching now what we're talking about is economic castration we're saying that if you cannot respect us if you cannot be fair if you're not fair in your business practices with us then you cannot operate in our communities and you cannot be so emboldened through your politicians your you know community constituents and the police departments to feel like you can just come back in because if the community says we don't want you yeah. then we don't want you yeah. and and this is just the beginning of that mm-hmm. because if you if you go online and you Google nail salt lawn attacks, which I can't do because I can't watch that. Mm-hmm. There's like upwards of 30 uh, across America, 30 mm-hmm. attacks in these nail salons between the black women and their children and these Asian nail salon workers and owners. That's unacceptable. Yeah, in New York, no, throughout, throughout, throughout the United States. Because I know in California, they'll beat your ass. Okay. So, um. California. Right. So, they not, are fighting back. And they will make sure that shit is But this shut is down. happening in California, too. And we've seen in, in, in beauty salons where the, where the owner, male owners have slapped the workers. Um, I think 
if I'm if I if I'm saying the place correctly simultaneously yesterday there was a protest in Tulsa Oklahoma I really hope if I'm not saying it correct when we come back on next week I will make that correction but in Tulsa Oklahoma there's a man um, uh, protesting and leading the charge there and he's partnering with the protesters in Brooklyn Um, and this is again this is this is intentional this is to drive these merchants and they're calling them parasitic merchants mm-hmm. out of our communities because we will not stand for this type of abuse. We mm-hmm. just will not stand for it. And not only do are we driving them out of the community, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that in turn mm-hmm. we're taking ownership. Um, right? Nail salons? We have our own nail salons. We have our own beauty supply stores. We have our own businesses. That's the thing. That's the thing. We, I, I really wish that uh, black people, um, we we should be able to do some type of research to where as though we could find all these different black businesses, especially if there is a nail salon. There are. Even, we put the yeah, information I, out I, there. I, we put sure the information out in August. Yeah, but we really have to take advantage of this situation and really start um, being more um, being more supportive of our black businesses, man. And like, I know really, that really, even if it is an extra little travel or whatever like that, we have to be supportive. We can't just give people our money like and and, and be treated like this, right? Well, I know that uh, in August when we were driving uh, people to these black-owned uh, nail salons that they were overwhelmed with the business. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I know that some of these places, you know, there are certain things that you have to deal with that may, that you may not have to deal with, with other types of merchants. But I think, you know what, it's just like a delicate relationship. You just have to work through it. If the prices are a little bit higher, it's something that you might have to get used to because you're going to get a better quality of service if you're waiting a little bit longer. And here's the other thing I'm thinking as we're talking, your demand, just like any other service that you use, you can demand that these black owned businesses are giving you high quality service, high quality product for the money that you're spending. And don't ask for a discount. Right. Because we know black people, black people, oh my God, when they open up these goddamn black businesses and this, that, and the third, all of a sudden, they come up in the black businesses or whatever like that, and all of a sudden, come on, brother, come on. Well, let's try not to use come God's on, name brother. in vain. I mean, come I, on, I could brother. go with the cursing, but I can't go with the God's come name on, in vain. Come on, brother. What? I said, let's try not to use God's name in vain. I could deal with the cursing, even though, you know, I don't, but that, I, I can't deal with. But, um... What are you talking about? The oh my God. I said, let's try not to use God's name in vain. Oh, oh, but anyway, uh, I I, I forgot what I was saying. Of course. But, (laughs) like, don't, just, just don't go into these black businesses trying to ask for no discount. Give them the same respect that you will give any other of these nationalities that have these businesses open, you wouldn't dare ask Mr. Ling Ling. Well, I would, but... Yeah, but will he give it to you? Well, no. Of course not. Right. But I don't know that it's so much about the discount. But trust and believe me, trust and believe me, when a black business owner tells you that you cannot get no discount or you can't get something or whatever like that, you what they say, you're going to get it. All of a sudden, you... The maddest, oh, I'll never, 
never. Well, I mean, I think you're generalizing. I think you're overgeneralizing. I don't tend when when I I have artwork in here that I bought from black um, merchants and they were underselling themselves and I made them upsell themselves. So you're generalizing. Okay, and you want to be, you really want to be careful of doing that because it's the same thing as asking for a discount. Well, okay? what your ass need to be careful is not to be going up in these Chinese businesses getting no damn ninja stars thrown at your ass. Well, That's what you need to be careful of. I don't go. I will say this: I was definitely a person that frequented um, Asian nail salons, and because I have I, not. I thought they was the only. I, I have. Seen them. Let me let me finish. I have not done so since august i have actually been doing my own nails you call it homemade you call it whatever you want but um i just don't feel the need to um give them my money anymore i just i just don't so okay so with that it's just something that's will you give the chinese restaurant your money that well we're not gonna talk about that but, <laughs> um so we're gonna move on uh, as I stated in my introduction, um, the topics are going to be local, they'll be global, they'll be domestic, they'll be entertainment. So one of the things we wanted to talk about, one of the hot topics today was Kevin Hart. Wow, that was crazy. <laughs> Kevin Hart. That was crazy. And Apologizing for old tweets. Well, the thing, that was the thing. Originally, they called, when, when he got the opportunity to uh, host the Oscars, which is a big opportunity for him. It's mm-hmm. a big opportunity for any entertainer. I understand mm-hmm. the whole idea of, well, you know what, you shouldn't be looking to um, host uh, an institution that, you know, remember we had Oscars so white. And we've had, um, you know, mm-hmm. these, these, these hashtags and these conversations around mm-hmm. black people being excluded from these large or these major uh, award shows. So mm-hmm. people were saying, well, he shouldn't have been looking to do it anyway. But it's, I mean, for any person in that industry, in any industry that you're in, when there's an opportunity like that, that's that's huge for your career. So he took it, you know, and understandably so. However, I don't know who, but some gatekeeper somewhere dug up some old tweets of his. A gatekeeper? A gatekeeper opened up dug up some old tweets. I don't know who I don't know where I don't know who dug up the tweets. The LGB dug up the tweets. Okay, so See the LGB LGBT. They, yeah, the LGBT, they are like a uh, uh, I, I really don't want to say much because they Yeah, well you do have to be podcast um uh, uh revoked. Before it even starts. Before it even starts. We wouldn't even, we wouldn't even get off the, off the... Let me tell you something. There is two groups of people that you do not mess with when it comes to entertainment. Okay, and we're not going to say it. But and we're not going to say it. Right. But so, y'all, I want to see some comments. And I want to know what is the answer of the two groups... That you cannot talk about in the entertainment. Two groups. Okay. So, the thing is, is this. So, he made these comments mm-hmm. um, back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously before... Tweeted. Tweeted. That was before... Well, I mean, what's his... Their comments that he made, whether he tweeted them, whether he Instagrammed them, whether he Facebooked them, whether he said them, their comments that he made. And... Let's just get it right. This was before he... <laughs> This was before he was obviously Kevin Hart. 
And this is a thing now. I think he was Kevin Hart back then. Not the Kevin Hart he is now. Right. Because you're talking about 2008. So people weren't even on Facebook and social media in the masses, like in these large, huge droves until around 2008, 2009. Okay. I'm still not on Twitter. So he was already an up and coming comedian. He was already doing his thing, but he wasn't the mega star that he is now. That was 10 years ago. And Kevin Hart wasn't the hot, uh, um, you know, actor or comedian of the time 10 years ago. Okay. So that's, it's an interesting thing because, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, go ahead. No. All right. It's an interesting thing because you do have to be careful what you do and what you say and what you tweet or what you post because you may get, you never know with these platforms that people are building, you know, some people are are becoming successful and famous or whatever overnight and being thrown from obscurity into like just into the stratosphere overnight and these things can come back to bite you. But at the end of the day, there were some jokes that he said. Jokes. Um, that, you know, he and whomever else thought were funny. And so now the LGBT community or whomever found these tweets. And the discussion really is around the fact that Kevin Hart said that the Academy reached out to him and that he absolutely was not going to apologize because he apologized already. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that he should not have apologized. Um, I think that um, I think that it's a it's a whole crock of it's 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 about it's about nothing. Truth be told. What um, do you mean it's about nothing? I I, I think that they just messing with him. Who? I think the the LGBT. What do you mean just messing with him? I think that once they said that Kevin Hart was going to be the um, the um, was it the Oscar nom. No, he's the host of the Oscars. Not no Oscar nominee. No, no, the host of the Oscars. I, I'm not saying that they... I, I, I just do believe that those tweets was already... Those tweets was already out there. He already apologized for those tweets. And I don't really think that it should be held against them. So are you implying that they that the 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 Oscars the 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 executives or the people that make the decision of giving him that job that they knew that those tweets were out there? Uh, I don't know. No, no, I don't think so. I didn't. I don't. I I think that it was so. It, it was so small, uh-huh. and it was so much in the past that they wasn't even thinking about it. No, right. I, don't, I don't think. I don't think that the the people that actually made Kevin Hart. The, the, the selection to host the Oscars wasn't even thinking about those tweets. Right. The same way when Kevin Hart was out here doing movies all of a sudden and and, and, and doing these big time stand-ups, they wasn't, no nobody was thinking about those tweets then. So why are we thinking about those tweets now? Well, because he's, that's what I'm saying. In 2008, he wasn't the Kevin Hart he is now. What was he the Kevin? What about was he the Kevin Hart? No, he when the wasn't. movie, when this movie, when his movies just came out this when year, when he did Soul Plane, when he did Soul Plane, he was not the Kevin Hart he is now. So, was he the same Kevin Hart when he just came out with the tip, the movie with Tiffany Haddish? 
did was those tweets out there? Those tweets was out there already, right? Right, but you gotta let so me. Let where me. was the LGBT? Where were they when no? Uh, uh, where were they with this whole outrage then? Well, I think you have to think about audience. I think you have to think about. Dem- let me let me answer the question. I think you have to think about audience, and I think you have to think about demographic. So the okay. the audience for his movies uh-huh. and the audience for the Oscars are not the one in the same. So the so most LGBT people like mm-hmm. if you look at it is the whole scope of them, mm-hmm. right? In America, right? And there's a and there's a small percentage of that that of that number that is African American or Caribbean American, they're probably not going to see Kevin Hart movies. I don't think he has, let me, let me say, I don't think he has a large gay white male following is what I'm saying to you. But the Oscars, they probably do. Oh, okay. So you're saying that once it's the Oscars, then all of a sudden they can start looking once at your it's, old tweets, Once it's right? super mainstream. Once it's, once it's, and we know, remember the Oscars so white, hashtag Oscars so white. We know that the Oscars are mainstream and they, and it's, they, they actually, sit at the top of that industry. They meaning that award show. It sits at the top of that industry. Would you apologize for old tweets that you already apologized for? And that's that's where it gets a little like shaky with with my with my I'm not apologizing for anything. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. Let me answer the question. That's where it gets a little shaky around my opinion there, right? Because here's the deal. He stated on a, um, a Instagram or whatever whatever platform he put that video up on. He stated that he that the Oscars contacted him, the Oscar executives they contacted him, and they told him that he needed to you know these tweets came up and that he needed to apologize. And he said boldly, boldly, I'm not going to apologize because I've already apologized. I've already discussed this. I've already done that. And so that was his position he said and if you know if I lose the opportunity I lose it but I'm not going to do that and then the next thing we know he's stepping down and guess what he did he apologized he apologized but I think that he apologized because he wants to be able to go on with his with his life like it's not about apologizing to try to get back on to being a host of the, you know, of the Oscars. No, he apologized because he has a, he has his own production company that's, you know, that's that's throwing out these movies and, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's these different, if these different things, ain't nobody trying to let no people. Okay, so you're that. saying that he apologized to protect his brand. If we yes, could just, to protect his but, brand. But, but, move, but your brand forward. was already affected at the point that you said you weren't going to apologize. So that's a wash. I don't. So well, you're that's, saying that's, to me. That's your opinion. But, well, no, it's not my opinion. It's, it's what it is. Listen, you said you were not going to apologize, right? At the point that you said you were not going to apologize, did he not at that point have production companies and movies coming out and comedy stand-up shows coming up? Those things were in position at the point that he said he wasn't going to apologize. So his brand was already affected. 
So I don't know if you're saying he didn't want to further damage it and that's why he apologized. But to me, you make yourself look kind of weak for the lack of a better word. Because if you took a position and said, I'm not going to apologize. If you took a position and said, I'm not going to apologize. Why did you backtrack on that position? Then you should have just apologized from the beginning. For what? He wasn't going to, he wasn't going to host the Oscar anyway. At that point, that wasn't the determination. At that point, it wasn't determined that he wasn't going to host it. I, I think Kevin Hardy, he, had, he did the right thing. Uh, By apologizing uh, after yeah, he said I he mean, wasn't going to apologize? I mean, Kenya, sometimes you have to, you know, like... You it's know, KB. And, and, shit. It's what? KB. Oh, uh, Kenya. <laughs> KB. Anyway, KB. I'm not going to sit here calling KB. Y'all can call me. Anyway. <laughs> Kenya... Let disrespectful. Me tell you something. <laughs> Total disrespect. Just because you say, I I, 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 cannot look at Kevin as being soft or, or you know, saying that he's not going to apologize and then apologizing. Apologize again. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It's a, and when he apologized, and when he apologized, let me let me get this up here. When he apologized. I'm trying to go here. Of course. You're trying to research your position. He said, for years I have asked. I have been asked. 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 Yeah. You don't ask If I would ever host the Oscars and my answers was always the same, I said that it will be an opportunity of a lifetime to be a comedian and that it will happen it's supposed to. When it's supposed to, I would assume. Yes, when it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Okay. I... I th- you know, even though, you know, that could be like somebody's lifetime dream to, to host the, uh, the Oscars, but I don't, I don't really think that that's a, that's a big deal for Kevin Hart. Well, we'll see because you have to understand Kevin Hart, you, he owns a production company. Yes. Does he own a distribution company? Yeah. He does? Yes. Okay, well, if Kevin Hart is positioned to produce his own movies well, oh, okay. and distribute well, his own... Uh, okay, yeah. well, you better be careful. You better know what well, you're I, saying. I think he he has a deal. For, you know, this, If Kevin Hart is, is positioned Nobody to really. be as powerful as he is or as wealthy as he is on his own platform, then Kevin Hart can say whatever he wants to say and Kevin Hart has, doesn't have to be concerned Kenya, about the... Yeah. Let me finish. He doesn't have to be concerned about the powers that be. Kevin Hart has been asked questions about injustices. Kevin Hart has been asked questions about injustices against black people in this country. And you know what Kevin Hart's answers have been? What? Nothing. I'm a comedian. I'm here to tell jokes. Right. I don't have anything to say about that. Yeah, we we already know about the cooning part, but... Uh, we're going to just leave the cooling to the side. We're just going to kind of uh, stick to this topic here. So. Well, to me, it all goes together. You mean to tell me that Kevin Hart should not have apologized and just kept this? Because you know the uh, I don't you think know the fire would have been. This is the LGBT community. It was the LGBT they community when the Oscars called him. And he took. He said adamantly. He did a whole video on how he was absolutely not going to apologize. So I feel like he should have just left it at that because you walked away from the job anyway. I don't think he should have left 
something like that. I think that he did the, the right business move by, you know, keeping that. The right know, business that. move, if that's the case, would have been to apologize from the so beginning. So you mean to tell me the LGB come attacking you? BT. And you're not, LGBT. Yeah, LGBT. You don't call me my name. You don't call them the their LGBT. name. LGBT. Do name. you mean to tell me they come come for your ass? You mean to tell me you ain't going to apologize to them, especially if you had if some homophobic tweets? Homophobic tweets? If I'm sorry. Huh? If I'm sorry. But you apologized already. If I'm Back sorry. Back in 2009-2011. Those were when the tweets was out. 2009-2011. You apologized for those tweets. Now, here it is. They offered you something. Something that you always wanted to do. You're you're not going to apologize again? Well, you're, you're let, not me, apologize let me tell again? you the difference between me and Kevin Hart. Okay. I'm working to build my own platform. I'm not mm. working to have anything that someone can take away from me. That's first. Second... If I am sorry, I will apologize. If I he am, did. let me, let me, let me finish. You asked the question. If I am sorry, I will apologize. If I am not sorry, I will not apologize. But what I will not do is make myself look like a flake, nor will I make myself look weak. If I say I'm not going to apologize, I'm not going to apologize. So you mean to tell me your ass is wearing a fur ass coat <laughs> and, and them damn um, Peter niggas <laughs> come to you and they say, KB. Thank you. KB. Thank you, Deadly Corner. You can't Corner. believe I actually Thank you, Deadly called you Corner. KB. Just for anyway, one hour while we're doing Yeah, we for do one hour, show. I'll call you KB. <laughs> while we're doing the anyway, show. Anyway. Deadly Corner. They, they tell your ass. You curse too hey, much. <laughs> but go ahead. Hey. Mm-hmm. Let, look here. We don't like you wearing that fur coat. Okay. Around here. Don't let us catch you in that fur coat again. You mean to tell me you're going to be walking around with that fur coat? Yes. Because you ain't scared of Peter, right? No. Now, if the LGBT come to you and they say, hey. screaming. Go ahead. They say, hey. We heard you call somebody, you know, that word. What, gay? Actually, no, no, no. Um, uh, uh, Gay is... is, But that was some of the terms that he used. He said something about if his son came home and said something about being gay. And and then he said the homo, whatever like that. Right. Which is just a a normal term, but you know... Well, it's not normal. Well, it's not. I mean, it's offensive. I know it's offensive to them. Now, you... It's offensive to anybody. It should be offensive to you. (laughs) But anyway. But anyway. But anyway, you mean to tell me... You ain't gonna take off that. You said you ain't gonna take off that fur coat, and Peter gonna be tearing your ass up with a, a whole bunch of goddamn eggs too. Throw a goddamn can of blue paint at your goddamn ass too. Stop. All right, you can but get your point anyway, across without all of. But anyway, yeah. The LGBT come at you, and they say, "Hey, mm-hmm. we seen you. You call somebody a homo." Okay. Which you I ain't gonna apologize. This is the thing. And, and, and First you apologized already back in 2009, I don't even 2011. Talk like that. I don't talk like that. I don't refer to people like that. Can you I'm you very careful. No, I did. Derek, don't you dare. Don't you, Can dare. you, you Derek, told don't me you, that. Don't get up on this thing, lying. You know what? We're gonna with that. We're gonna wrap up this Kevin Hart conversation. No, no, we're not gonna wrap it up. No, we're not. To our no, we're not. Topic. Was you scared of LGBT coming coming for you? No, they're not listening to this. LGBT, yes, you bitch. Well, that's, that's the thing. You, you better be careful, Derek. That's what you think. Deadly it'll, corner. It'll, it'll come back to you. 
but It'll come no, back to here's, you. Here's, here's how I feel about that. Obviously, you feel like he did the right thing of apologizing. Yeah, I'm not saying that you shouldn't apologize for something that you also... If you're sorry about saying something, then you should apologize. I don't understand taking the position of I'm not going to apologize because I apologized about that already and then turning around and apologizing. But you know what? I'm not... You know what? Personally, I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. We want to keep that paper going. Look here, all it takes is like, yo, you know what? He's already affected that, so... He did not that, affect Yes, it. he did. That opportunity to host the Oscars, that's a check gone. Man, nobody worrying about that check. Well, obviously, he was very excited yeah, about it. It was a big a, deal. That's a good look. It's not no well, big which one is check. it, I don't think. You said it's something he's not worried about, so is it no. a good... Is it something he's not worried about, or is it a good look? I don't think he's worried about that. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think he's worried about we'll that. We'll see. The only thing that he was worried about was his business. That's why he, he, you know, said the extra apology. Okay. So his business could continue to move forward so it don't be no big ass, you know, just big Well, then he should have did that from the beginning. Because his business. In 2009 and 2011, he should have did it then? Derek. Listen, I'm going to say it again. He got a phone call from the Oscars. And he said, and after that, I really want to move past this. He said that he, we have two other topics and we're, we're running out of time. He said that he received the call and he wasn't going to apologize because he apologized already. So to me, he should have stood by that. He should have stepped down, which is the honorable thing to do. Yeah, he stepped down. And left it at that. Oh, so you mean to tell me okay. to just step down and then um, the LGBT and leave say, it at that? The LGBT. It was say, already in. So you ain't gonna apologize, Derek. It was already in place. So you ain't gonna. He could have took a stronger position by not apologizing, truthfully, because that was already you already apologized. What he could have done is went since they went and dug up his own t- old tweets. Why don't you go back and dig up your tweets where you apologize and repost that? You wait till Peter get a hold of your ass. <laughs> you wait till Peter get a hold because you really you got a lot of mouth. But when Peter come. <laughs> Okay. When Peter come for your ass wearing them goddamn fur coats and shit like that. Derek. Anyway, so I don't I don't wear fur coats like that anyway. But let's move on. You said you wanted to discuss the Grammys. I really haven't been following. Um, you did say that. You said that you want to talk about the Grammys. But I haven't really been following. I mean, I do have a little bit of information about what's going on with the Grammys because they did announce some of the nominees today. Um, um, I thought you wanted to talk about... That was the fourth. That's the fourth point. So we're going to talk about the Grammys a little bit um, before we wrap up that. And then we have one more thing to discuss. But so once again, and it's not even once again. This year, Jay-Z and Beyonce were not even... The Carters were not even named for best album. Because... Truth be told... Uh, what? Look here, I'm sorry, uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce fans. I know you're out there, and I know y'all going to start hating. But uh, they didn't make good enough music to be on What do you the mean Grammy. they didn't make good they, enough music? This year, they didn't make a good enough music to be okay, on Okay, relax. Grammy. Is it the sales? They didn't do well no, with the sales? No, it's, it's not. Because isn't it based on the album Grammy, sales? No, when it comes to Grammys, it's not uh, based on the album sales. So what uh, is it based on? I don't know. Truth be told, I really don't know what it's really based on. So how can the, you say that it's of, not based on the because, sales if you but, don't really because know? Because I've been watching the Grammys for a very long time, and so I looked at a lot of they. Can I finish? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I looked at a lot of Grammys, um, and I looked at a lot of the Grammy winners. A, a, a lot of them, 
it's it's not based on album sales because sometimes uh albums come out at a certain date. Um so they won't even, you know, they won't even make the cut to even be allowed on for an, uh, a, a Grammy, I mean, uh, album a year or anything like that. Because the Grammys have a certain uh, time or cut. You can't, like, say, for instance, the Grammys is on next month. Mm-hmm. And then your album come out this month. Mm-hmm. That you're not going to be, I don't care if you sell millions and millions of copies in your first week or, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to be... You know, accepting into. So, the, wouldn't they look at the sales prior to their cutoff it's not, date? It's not a sales thing. It's about more of the art. It's not a. It's not a sales thing. Well, from from you know from even from thinking from the past or, and, and things like that. It's not even from album sales. It's about the quality of the album. It's about who written. You know, original music and, and who written. You know, who wrote. Yeah, what? who wrote. Yeah, who wrote the. So album what wasn't like a, what was it about their album that didn't fit that in your opinion? Oh, in my opinion, um, I listened to the Carter's album. I can't quite pick out what song from the Carter's album that I would put. Because they, they did get some nominations. No, they did get some nominations. Who? The 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 car. Yeah, they just didn't get like album of the year or anything like that. But you could try to look it up really quick. They did get some nominations. Um, I know Drake. I, well, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, the good thing is Kendrick Lamar. I think he's nominated in like eight categories. Um, and I mm-hmm. think one of them is album of the year. I'm not sure. I'm excited for Pusha T because Pusha T's Daytona. I know that that did get album of the year. Which and I to think me, it's not gonna win. Even if it doesn't win, to me, Pusha it was a T. Good album. Well, I didn't hear the album, but what I I love Pusha T, and what I do know about him is I've always looked at him as more of like an underground artist, even though he's not really an underground artist. So this was a really good year for Pusha T. I don't want to say breakout year because I don't want to talk as if I really know you know those terms, but it was a good year for someone who has been in the game for a really long time and who has kind of been like a kind of if you know you know kind of yeah. artist. You know, and with the beef that he had with Drake, for him to still be able to, you know, come up against such a huge artist and then still get named Album of the Year. Like I said, Kendrick Lamar. With with those eight tracks. Um, Of course, Cardi B. So if it's not, so Cardi B, so you're going to say her music was more quality? Over. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, if, if, if I was a Grammy, um, you know, um. Because hers is like, seems like a a popularity thing. If I judged it. Um, she wouldn't win album of the year either because she didn't write any of her album. So I don't think Nick, that speaking of that, that went I don't think the, uh, original music. And plus, I heard the album and I don't think that it was, you know, I don't think it was all that anyway. Well, speaking of that, also, I don't think Nicki Minaj. She didn't get no. She didn't no. get any nominations, right? No, I, I don't. I don't. Also, don't think that Nicki Minaj made the the. the did she make the cut also? Because remember, I told you that it's a it's a certain time when the album poster came out come out to get nominated for a Grammy. Oh, okay. so she did. You know, she came. Her album came out after Cardi B's album, way after Cardi B's album. Most of the albums on the, on the um, on the, uh, the nominations. Uh, 
What, what are you going to say? I have to actually um, look up these Grammy nominations. Well, here. you know what? What we'll do is we'll sh- we'll table it and we will talk about the Grammys a little bit closer. Because they to... look at here. Beyonce, I mean, look, Beyonce got 22 wins today. I mean, Jay-Z got 21 wins. But, but they have con- they've been very vocal about how they've not won. Like, Lemonade did not get album of the year, the, you know, her last album. And even he has it in that, um, in his song, you know, F that Grammys 0 for 8-ish. Because they've been nominated many times, but they've never won. This year, she can't even contend. So, you know, that's, that's something to discuss. And it's something that I, at this point... We're going to table and we'll talk about it at a later date, especially once we actually really know what uh, what causes a person. Well, you did know because you said you wanted to discuss Grammys, but um, we'll talk more when we know what is the actual criteria around Grammy nominations and then, you know, um, who exactly is being nominated and what categories. Oh, let me tell you about um, the criteria. Because obviously it, it, it's going to be huge leading up to the actual Grammys. Let me tell you something about the, um, who make those nominations. Let me tell you something. Once uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won a Grammy back in the days, everybody knew it was all rigged. They won for best album when 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 Macklemore when Macklemore wins the uh, 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 rap album of the year, did you know? It's yeah, but going I don't. Down. But then you know, looking you looking at those two, you looking at those two artists or those two groups, and I mean, when Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won album of the year, who no, was no, in the category or rap album? Who was in the rap category? Like, oh, I don't even remember. But so trust and believe on, me, like all a, of, I mean, all of those albums was better than Jazzy. Nobody was even right. Listen, I'm talking about. I'm talking about from the core Derek, streets. But you're talking about talking a about time that wasn't when. But you're talking about a, and and let's let's move on from this. But you're talking about a time when rap music wasn't mainstream. What? It was main. What are you talking about? When How? when when uh Will Smith. When Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff won an album, rap was mainstream. You you, you want to know who they? Won what it year over? was that? What year was? Yeah, Wait a who did they win over? That's nah, a good question. That's a good and while you're looking that up, we're gonna move into we could we can double back to that because that's a very good question. Who did they win over? Oh my and what God, year I was remember. that? It had to be like. 90. I'm sure you did remember because you were probably devastated. I was, I was probably devastated. devastated there was a whole to this bunch day. of people devastated. That, and you're that's devastated why over that is, to this, this day. This is why. Uh, first of all. The Grammys just started to start getting it right, um, probably like kind of like the last three to four years. Three to four years ago, Why don't they, you... three to four years ago, they used to have albums up there that used just to be like, "Why in the hell is this album even up there?" Okay, why don't you look up the year that they won and who they were up against? And I want to discuss this topic, something that is, um, it kind of jumps back to uh, what we were talking about with the Red Apple Nail Salon, but it's more around um, a national thing or a national issue that I'm noticing. So earlier in the week, actually from last week until maybe a few days ago, there were two um, posts or articles that I came across and it was talking about diversity. And based on what I read, I came up with well, what I believe is I came up with the term, but I did Google it and the term already exists and it's called pseudo diversity. And what that means is that, did you find out about um, the Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince? Um, 
what year no, that they I went? It's not popping up right now. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll we'll get back to that. Um, but so this idea of pseudo diversity. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a gentleman that worked for Facebook. His name was Mark S, or his name is rather Mark S. Lucky or Lukey. It's L U C K I E. And he was a Facebook employee and he was one of very few black Facebook employees in Silicon Valley or in and around California somewhere, if not Silicon Valley. And you guys can go look it up to get the, the accurate, um, um, get the accurate of the story. But basically he did an article about how Facebook is more diverse in its collateral material, more diverse in its training materials, more diverse in the posters on the wall. They have more Black Lives Matters posters on their walls than they actually have employees. And then I also read an article, I have a good friend who went to George Washington University and she posted an article about some current students there who are talking about the lack of diversity at George Washington and how they really feel shut out because it's just very white. And they feel uncomfortable. They're made to feel uncomfortable. And I thought that was very interesting because I'm like, you think about George Washington University in the middle of Washington, D.C., which is a, I mean, it used to be Chocolate City. We know gentrification. We know that it's not, right. We know that um, that's changing. But in the, in the midst of a city area like that, you have this university that is really not diverse. And then you have this, this Facebook who you have large number of black users in users are black. Um, and we use it to connect. We use it to, to, to promote. We use it to share information. We use it for family and community. And yet in those offices, we are not reflected, but you would think that there would be some diversity there in such a young company like Facebook and such a, a, a university rooted in the city of DC, you, or the, it's not a, well, yeah, it is a city, right? It's not a state. Um, it's a, a district. But you would think that there would be some diversity there. So I've come up with this term, or at least the term exists, but I thought of this term pseudo-diversity. And I see it as a trend. Something where organizations, institutions, universities are putting on the face as though the diversity is there. But when you dig into the numbers, it's not actually there. I want you guys to look into that. Um, I want you to think about that because I don't want you to be fooled thinking that, you know what, we're being represented in the numbers and the ways that we should be represented in society. Clearly, it's not happening. Those are only two examples. I'm sure we can find many more. So um, we want to thank you for um, listening to us this evening. We'll be doing these hour segments and we'll try to do them weekly. If something happens, obviously, we'll get on and we'll talk um you know, sometimes spur of the moment if there's something going on that we really want to discuss. But I would leave the floor for um, Deadly Corner for any closing things that he might want to say or Derek or whatever. No, it's Deadly Corner. Deadly Corner. It's Derek, um, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. You already know. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they know. Yeah. Um, Black people stay out of those Chinese uh, uh, nail salons um, because they're throwing ninja stars and they're beating people with bamboo sticks. <laughs> Do you want to tell any your of your social ass. media platforms? Uh, <laughs> social media is uh, uh, Deadly Corner. Um, well, it's at Deadly Corner. At right? Deadly Corner. Yeah, Instagram. Um, I don't have a Twitter. 
Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna probably try to get up on Twitter. I heard Twitter's popping now. It's been um, popping, but I'm but over these social. The media. thing about it is, yeah, we we're, we're gonna finish that whole because we're gonna start looking into that whole uh, pseudo uh, diversity diversity thing because I really want to do a little bit of research because um, I see a lot of black power uh, movements that's going on on a lot of social media except for Facebook because if you notice if you noticing. Facebook is flagging down and suppressing all of this black power talk. He he said that in the article. Let me talk, KB. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna suppress you. Yeah, (laughs) you suppressing you suppressing me right now. Don't let me have to throw no ninja star at you. But anyway, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I just you know we we really gotta really start um getting into that. Yeah. with the uh, pseudo diversity and pseudo diversity and um yeah suppression but of- as yeah when you got some black power talk going on here um keep it on Twitter and uh go and uh, uh post Maybe something YouTube. on um Maybe Instagram YouTube. Instagram. Uh, YouTube too YouTube. but YouTube will take your ass down too though so. right well the other thing is we want to start building our own platforms that's definitely um an option and that was something I would love to see in the future um. The other thing is, oh, my social media, you can find me at, I believe it's the inner, at inner circle, I think it's underscore one. Yeah. Um, but if that's not it, I will correct it next How week. How you I don't know. I think it's at inner circle underscore one. That's I think right. that's what it is. Um, like I told you, my company is uh, really a, a women based company but there is i'm in the process of registering the name because there's a no lgbt it's a a, um no there it's a another company but that's based in like austria that has the name and they are a dating site that is just it's called the inner circle because it's just for very high-end upper echelon wealthy well-educated people so they could stay in the inner circle of uh, being freaky with one another well whatever it is and keeping a wealth (laughs) And keeping their yeah, wealth well, intact right. all so, in one. Um, it was a young woman. She, her name is, um, it's at the Posh brand, I believe it is. She talks a lot about, you know, making sure that when you're building your business and you're building your name, that you're trademarking or you're um, registering your names or you're doing your LLC so that you can have ownership of the name of your companies. And it's not something that, you know, you can build up and develop and then someone can come and sue you for. So... That company isn't a New York-based company, so I may not have an issue, but um, we're working on it. Um, but I'm trying to just uh, work on all platforms with that name to 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 build the brand. Again, we will try to do these podcasts on a weekly basis. Um, we will do them within an hour's time. If there are some, once we share these, if there are some dis- things that you would like to hear us discuss, you can always make suggestions. This is our first. We've been discussing this for a while. We do want to move into doing a document, some documentaries. So this will just our podcast platform will spill over into the documentary films that we're interested in doing. We do listen to various. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the uh, documentaries that I am thinking about doing is called uh, Coon. <laughs> well, it's about yeah. It's about yeah. Coon. You could tell yeah. by the title. It's about uh, uh, how black people after slavery never persecuted 
their coons. Okay. Well, we'll we'll definitely the, you know the snitches, that. the one that took down Denmar Vici, the one that took down you know right um, Mark Garvey. You know you right. can name them. Right. So we'll we'll definitely discuss those um, in upcoming podcasts. Uh, there are uh, several people that we listen to, but we have our own opinion. We have our own, um, we, we develop our own ideas around things and we kind of do our own research and come up with, with what, 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 what our own determination, so to speak. Um, so we thank you for listening. We thank you for taking the time out spending with us this evening and we look forward to um, many more podcasts and some guests too. We're going to have some special guests that we'll be bringing on um, over the months. Yeah, someone from... Uh, um... Don't make it up. Hmm? Oh, someone from where? Peter. <laughs> Ask them why they stopped I'm throwing not, I don't... them uh, paint, paint balls at us because we wear fur coats. No. First of all, we don't wear fur coats. And second of all, no, we're not going to have guests from Peter. But we will have some special guests. And, you know, um, so thank you guys so much and have a good evening. Bye.